This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Not Lukewarm Podcast with Deanna Bartolini, an author, speaker, and retreat leader who wants you to know your faith and live not lukewarm. Hello, everyone. It's Deanna Bartolini with the Not Lukewarm Podcast, and we are back to conclude our discussion about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to begin using the same prayer I used last time. In the name of the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. O Lord Jesus Christ, who before ascending into heaven, promised to send the Holy Spirit to finish the work of the souls of the apostles and disciples, please grant that same Holy Spirit to me, that he may perfect in my soul the work of your grace and your love. Grant me the spirit of wisdom that I may despise the perishable things of this world and aspire only after the things that are eternal. The spirit of understanding to enlighten my mind with the light of thy divine truth. The spirit of counsel that I may ever choose the surest way of pleasing God and gaining heaven. The spirit of fortitude that I may bear my cross with you, and that I may overcome with courage all the obstacles that oppose my salvation. The spirit of knowledge, that I may know God and know myself and grow perfect in the science of the saints. The spirit of piety, that I may find the service of God sweet and amiable. The spirit of fear, that I may be filled with a loving reverence towards God and may dread in every way to displease him. Mark me, dear Lord, with the sign of your true disciples, and animate me in all things with your Spirit. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So last episode, I talked about a little bit about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, how they were given to the apostles at Pentecost, which is the birth of the church. And then we talked a little more in depth about wisdom, understanding, and counsel. And today we're going to discuss knowledge, fortitude, piety, and fear of the Lord. So let's go back on the scene for a minute. When The apostles left Jesus after he ascended into heaven. They went back to the upper room. All of them went back to the upper room with Mary and other women who helped them. And they stayed there together waiting because they knew that Jesus had told him that he was going to send the advocate, the spirit who would be with them. And in a sense, finish them off a little bit so that they could be made ready for ministry. Give them whatever they needed to move forward. And so they were waiting. And we often think about them as being afraid while they were waiting. But really what scripture said is that during that time, they devoted themselves to prayer, to doing good work, and to just being together. Remember, too, that in some ways, they may have still been mourning the fact that Jesus was no longer with them. Yes, he rose from the dead, and yes, he spent 40 days with them before he ascended into heaven. But I'm sure there was still some sense of sadness that he was not physically present with them any longer, even though they knew, of course, that they could still rely on him and call upon him. So they spent those next 10 days uh, together in prayer, 
helping each other and probably trying to figure out what are we going to do next while they were waiting. And so eventually, you know, on Pentecost, the Holy Spirit comes, great wind, tongues of fire, and enables them to just be filled with holy boldness and to take what they have learned from the time they spent with Jesus and start to proclaim it for themselves so that people could be drawn to Christ. And that really is the purpose of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, is to use them in a way in our lives that people are drawn to us and then drawn to Christ. So we're a conduit. You know, we don't want people to be drawn to us. We want people to be drawn to Jesus. And so we're that conduit for the gifts of the Spirit. So let's look at the last four. The first one, knowledge. So again, is this knowledge as the world sees it? No. It is knowledge of, of desire, right? It's a, it's a desire to have the knowledge of God, to know who God is, to know who we are, and then to use that knowledge to grow toward a more perfect love, not only in terms of our loving God, but in loving others. So we want to always be aware of who is God? What does he know about us that he wants us to know? Ask him. Ask him what we need to know about ourselves and then use all of that toward more perfect love toward him and toward other people. And then there's the gift of fortitude. This is, this is a big one. Well, they're all big ones for different reasons and different times, right? But fortitude, this is how we carry our cross. You know, the Christian life is not the one that's paved on a smooth path, right? The Christian life is not without its trials and its tribulations. And we are trying to work out our salvation here so that eventually we go to heaven. And so fortitude helps us to carry whatever crosses we have in our life, whatever burdens we have, and to overcome those obstacles to our own salvation. And oftentimes we're our worst obstacle to our salvation. Fortitude, fortitude excuse me, also helps us to defend our faith. We love our faith. We love Jesus. We love God. How then can we witness to that without being rude, loud, overbearing know-it-alls? It's by relying on the Holy Spirit. Left to our own devices, how many people do you think we could even lead in a small way to Jesus? But relying on the Holy Spirit, we can. And ultimately, it's the Spirit working through us. We can't make anyone love Jesus. We can't. We want their best. We want their good, of course, the people that we love, the people that we want to give an answer to as to how to deal with some of the pain and suffering in their life. Turn to Jesus. But they're only going to do that by our example, by our witness, not by our words. And so fortitude helps us in that in that leading to people and in saying what is good and true and beautiful about our faith. Then there's piety. Piety 
is that desire to serve God joyfully and obediently out of love for him. That's really key. It's the desire to serve out of love. It's the desire to obey out of love. It's not out of fear. God does not want us to follow him because we're afraid if we don't, something bad's going to happen or he's going to get us. He's not. He wants us to follow him out of love, to have joyful service, joyful obedience out of love. So we've talked, every one of these has said something about love, right? Knowledge, we want to grow toward a more perfect love. Fortitude really is to to help us show our faith out of love to others. And piety is to follow God joyfully and obediently out of love. And one of my favorite saints says this about love in, and God. So Catherine of Siena says, love follows knowledge. It is when we know who God is that we fall more deeply in love with him. And then the more we love him, the more we want to know about him. And the more we learn about him, the more we love him. So it is a circle. It's a circle that really never ends, as all circles. And it is a way to get close to God and learn who we are in the process. Now, the last gift of the Holy Spirit sometimes confuses people. It's fear of the Lord. And so you think, "Uh uh-oh, do I need to be afraid? No. Fear of the Lord refers to having reverence for God. When I was a youth minister, I would explain it this way. It's knowing that God is God and I'm not. Okay? So God is God and I'm not. So when we know our place and we know his place, then we want to have reverence for him and we don't want to displease him. Again, not out of fear, but out of love, but also out of gratitude and awe and wonder for all that God has created for us, given to us, and done for us. So, Placed in that proper context, then, fear of the Lord is knowing who we are in relation to God and knowing that we have a responsibility to live out our lives in gratitude for all that he has done for us. And yet, and he gives us all of these tools, all of these gifts, so that we can do that. And oftentimes you think, so once the, the apostles received the Holy Spirit, they went out, they left the upper room, whether they were locked in there out of fear or because they were trying to get themselves together or because they were waiting for the word from the Lord, which they got in a big way when they received those gifts of the Spirit. After they got the gifts of the Spirit, they went out and they served and they no longer were afraid. That is what the gifts of the Holy Spirit do to us. Don't allow yourselves to be locked up in the upper room, whatever your upper room may look like. Don't allow yourself to be locked in that place that says, I'm not good enough. 
I don't know enough. I don't speak well enough. It's all lies. And lies don't come from God. They don't come from the Holy Spirit. The lies come from the evil one. We don't need to listen to him. Focus on what you have. Focus on what you know. And what you don't have and what you don't know, either you don't need it or you need it. And if you ask God for it, he's going to give it to you. So that is the purpose of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Again, I have said this there. I think I have 35 podcasts and I think I've probably said this in at least 30 of them. God doesn't give you gifts to keep them for yourself. It doesn't mean you can't use them for yourself, but he doesn't mean for you to keep them to yourself. They are meant to build up the body of Christ. So ask for the gifts, ask for wisdom and understanding and counsel and fortitude and knowledge and piety and fear of the Lord. Ask for them and expect that you will receive them. And once you have received them, leave whatever upper room you've locked yourself in and go out into the world full of holy boldness and the gifts of the Spirit and move people from wherever they are to being a little bit closer to Christ because of your witness and your ability to care and learn and grow yourself. We can't transform anyone until we allow God to transform us. Our not lukewarm challenge. I always want to have like a little drum roll or a ta-da. Gosh, I probably should never even try to sing or make a musical sound. At any rate, our not lukewarm challenge. I am going to drop a link to some Holy Spirit prayers. There are so many Holy Spirit prayers and I want you to choose one. And this week, make that your morning prayer or evening prayer every day. Just inviting the Holy Spirit into your life and growing in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. That's your challenge. Pray a Holy Spirit prayer this week. And I have a gift for you. Uh, Our next episodes are going to discuss the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And so I have written a Bible study and I'm going to drop a link to get a sample chapter if you would like in the show notes. So you can go to the show notes at notlukewarmpodcast.com and click on this episode, Gifts of the Holy Spirit Part 2, and you'll find the sample chapter there that you can download and take a look at it. And if you have any questions, by all means, email me. So until next week, I invite you to live not lukewarm and be full of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. God bless you. Thanks for listening to the Not Lukewarm Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, please subscribe or tell a friend or leave a review. You can find all show notes and links on notlukewarmpodcast.com. That's also where you can find links to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. 
If you have a topic that you'd like to learn more about or want to tell me how the Not Lukewarm Challenge went this week, please send me an email at Bartolini at mediaangels.com.